We've all heard it said that you can't teach an old dog new tricks, and yet all of us could benefit from some new, healthier habits in our everyday life. So what's a girl to do? Hi there, I'm your host, Lisa LaCasse. Join me every week as I share the latest trends, tips, and tricks to avoid the deterioration and diseases of aging. Nothing gets easier with age, but there's so much we can do to keep it from getting harder. Let's have fun adding not just years to our life, but life to our years. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Choose Your Future podcast. I know I sound a little stuffy today. I came back from my Scandinavian adventure with a bit of a head cold, but that's not enough to keep me away from delivering my podcast. And I hope that you're enjoying your summer. We're a little over halfway through, and I hope you're keeping it healthy and setting yourself up for success with your future. Today, we're going to be focusing on incorporating newer, healthier habits into our life and why it's been so difficult for us in the past to create new habits that actually stick. So I'm going to be explaining how habits happen and how they don't happen and also give you lots of tips and suggestions for creating your own good habits. It is possible and it doesn't matter what your age is or how long you've been trying to do something new without success. And I just want to start by pulling attention to probably the thing I have seen in the past 10 years with my health coaching, and it's clients who become very excited to start a new nutrition plan or a new fitness plan or work towards a goal, whether it's a health goal or running a 5K or a marathon for the first time. And typically what that looks like, or it least has looked like for most of my clients in the past, is they circle a date on the calendar. And I'm going to be even more specific and say that it's usually a Monday. And that day, they expect their whole life to change. Often, they decide they're going to get up a little earlier than they usually do. They're going to eat completely different foods than what they're used to throughout the day. They're going to be way more active, maybe go back to the gym for the first time in many, many years, or do a home workout for the first time in many, many years. And the excitement alone carries them through. And usually the first day or two feels good. And it may even feel like after your workout, like, I want to do another one because I'm getting healthy and I can do this. And by the end of two or three weeks, you're sick of the healthy food. You're tired of getting up early. That probably has turned into a big hit the snooze button festival. And often the activity or the exercise is all burnt out already and you have no desire to continue with that. Or if you do, it's very um, with without putting much heart or any energy into it, which is what you really need to get the benefits. And the reason that I wanted to 
bring this to you is because that's not the way to do it. You cannot become a different person just because it's Monday. And I don't care which Monday it is or how long ago you circled that date. Eventually, that enthusiasm, that surge of energy that you feel is going to run out and real life's going to kick in. And I, I just love this um, analogy by James Clear in his book, The Atomic Habits, where he talks about just making 1% of a difference to create a new habit. He talks about that if a plane were to leave Los Angeles and fly to New York, but just turn the plane one degree, just one degree off, the plane would actually land in Washington, D.C. or roundabouts there. So the explanation and the way of being able to visualize how much of a difference one degree actually makes over the long run or even a you know medium length run is clear when we look at it from that perspective. And that's why I love it so much. What typically happens is that we try to make a habit change with our conscious mind. We decide, hey, I'm going to sign up for this program. Hey, I'm going to start listening to this podcast. Whatever it is, it's going to be different for everyone. And that's a subconscious thing, but it's not enough to carry you through and get you to your goals because your subconscious ways, your subconscious mind is going to kick back in and bring you back to the things you know, not the things that you think you want. So now I'm guessing you're probably thinking, well, Lisa, my subconscious mind is subconscious. Like, how do I even touch on that? And there are a variety of ways that our subconscious learns new habits. And the first one we don't really want to play with, but it's through trauma. So if you were ever a small child and you put your hand on something hot, maybe a burner, maybe one of those little kerosene heaters, something like that, you learned instantly, your subconscious got the direct message that whenever I see something that's glowing red or has smoke coming out of it or whatever, that I am not going to touch it. I'm not going to put my hand on it. As a matter of fact, I'm not going to put any part of my body anywhere near it because that has left a big impression. But I'm not encouraging anyone to go out and have trauma, of course. Another way that all of us have used to learn sub subconscious behaviors is through repetition. So if every morning you got out of bed and your mother told you to get dressed and brush your teeth, you've done that every single day and it's just become a natural habit that you probably don't think about that much anymore. You just get up and you do those things. And so using repetition is a great way to create a new subconscious habit. Now for you, it's not gonna be getting up out of bed and brushing your teeth and getting dressed, I hope, um, but maybe you're trying to drink more water. So maybe you actually have to have 
a bracelet. I've seen the bracelets that have little beads on them. And every time you drink a glass of water, you move, you slide a bead over. Maybe you have to have a chart or a reminder in your phone that you continuously are working with to make sure that you get in your new water. But I am going to tell you that if you do that long enough, not only will it suddenly become a habit, but you're actually going to crave the water when you don't have it. You're going to feel thirsty in a way that a soda or a juice or whatever it is that you've been drinking isn't going to crave anymore. And it's not going to cure that thirst. You're actually going to almost need water and your subconscious will handle all of that for you. So repetition without a doubt is the most natural, the simplest way to learn a new habit. And it's something that you've been using or you've been programmed by your whole life. Now, the problem is now as adults, how do we create that repetition without falling off track and kind of having to start all over again? And that's exactly what I want to talk about for the rest of this episode. So one thing that we can do, probably the strongest thing that we can do is put our emotions into it. I want to go back to one of the clients I've worked with in the past, and we'll call her Amy because she did have a very short name and that's what comes to mind. But she was trying to lose weight and she was trying to get in the habit of getting some veggies in her meal every single day and getting a few hours, or not a few hours, a few minutes, like 20 minutes, 30 minutes of walking in every single day and hoping at one point to turn that amount of activity, either to increase it or turn it into maybe a little more strenuous of an exercise. And what she would do is put a bathing suit that she used to wear out and her prom dress. And she had those in her uh, office area. And they would be her reminder that this was her goal to get back to the shape she was in a long time ago. She knew what she looked like. She knew what she felt like. And she wanted to be like, she wanted to look like she did. And she wanted to fit into those same clothes, even though she probably wasn't going to wear them. And What we had to do with her was make her see what she really wanted. And it wasn't to wear that bathing suit or definitely not the prom dress. What she was looking for was so much deeper. And I encourage you to do this. I encourage you to think whatever it is that your goal is that you're reaching to, whatever it is, the habit that you want to create, I want you to think about how you want to feel. The truth was, She wanted to feel more confident. She had landed a job in a professional setting. And um, I don't know how to say this. It was like with the beautiful people. She was in the cosmetology type of business. And she really wanted to fit in. She wanted people to come in and see her and think, oh, I want her to do me. Let's (laughs) go with that. And so she really wanted to feel more confident. She wanted to be able to do more things. She would most likely with this new job be standing all day. She'd have to do a lot of bending, a lot of leaning and rotating her body and stretching that sort of thing. It was 
more of a physical job than what she had previously when she was sitting behind a desk all the day. And really, her issue was she wanted to feel confident, confident that she could handle the job, confident that she wouldn't be judged on her appearance, and confident that she wouldn't come home exhausted because she had spent the day much more actively than what she had been doing in the past. So once she replaced the things that she had out to motivate her to words that made her feel how she would feel if she incorporated these habits, she would feel proud, she would feel confident, she would feel energetic, she would feel strong. That's what actually helped her to create the habits that she wanted. Another thing that you can do is make make little triggers and little reminders, um, put them around so that when you're going through your everyday thing, you bump into these things. Maybe you're trying to drink more water and you wake up and right there in your nightstand, lo and behold, is a, f- a fresh glass of ice water that you prepared the night before. And maybe your throat's a little dry and you see that ice water and you think, oh, that looks refreshing. And you're actually excited to have it. Whereas had you not, maybe you would have went over and brushed your teeth and then you would have went straight for the coffee or the juice. So having that there is like a trigger to get you to create that habit. And then if it works, you're much more likely to do it again the next day. Maybe you're trying to start walking over your lunch hour at work. So by having your sneakers in your car or in your tote bag that you carry with you, obviously that's going to make it much more easier than, or much more easy than if you went to work in heels or not comfortable shoes and you have that excuse then not to walk, but you see those sneakers there and it will inspire you or help you to create the habit. Maybe you even leave a pair of sneakers in your office at work. That's going to be all individualized up to you. And then the converse is true. So you want to reduce anything that becomes an obstacle to you setting your habits. If you're trying to cut back of sugar, then obviously you don't want to have a candy bowl sitting on your desk for your customers that come in. Yeah, you tell yourself that it's for them to be hospitable, and yet you know that you're always reaching in there and just having one small piece, which adds up, and it you would introduce that sugar to your body, and then your body starts craving even more sugar. You want to reduce those kinds of obstacles. And maybe that simply means putting a replacement there as well. Sometimes by totally eliminating it, you're going to get up then and search for something. But if you have something healthy, maybe some nuts or some seeds or something in your desk or some kind of jerky, something that you can just pull out that can kind of replace that obstacle, that would be much better. Obviously, the same goes for your home where you want to have healthy ingredients and not the things that are going to trip you up. And we'll be doing an episode soon about having a healthy environment, especially in your home, and how that will really help you with creating healthy habits, but also help you to reach your goals. 
Maybe you need to work on some habit stacking. And what that looks like is when you, maybe you're trying to take a supplement. Let's use that as an example. We already talked earlier about how easy it is to get up out of bed and go brush your teeth. Maybe instead of having your supplements sitting in your kitchen, you need to have your supplements sitting by your toothbrush. Because how easy is it after you brush your teeth to simply take your supplements? So you kind of stack the habit that you're trying to create alongside of a habit that you already do. And that way, it's a reminder. You know, I have been a dental hygienist for many years, um, way before I started health coaching. And I was always trying to get people to floss. And one thing I found that worked with my older people who would sit and watch the news every night after dinner was I would tell them to keep floss in their little end tables that are by the sofa. And when they sit and watch the news, their hands aren't doing anything pull out the floss and go ahead and floss. And I was shocked because it was just the dumbest, quickest thing I could think of. And I was shocked by how many people were able to incorporate this because they were habit stacking. It wasn't any extra work. The floss was right there. They didn't have to go over to the bathroom to get it. They were already going to be sitting there for half an hour. So it wasn't like it took any extra time. But just by stacking those habits together, they were able to create something new, something healthy, and something that led them down a healthier path. So that was always really exciting to me. So here's a twist on the whole habit stacking idea. And what it is, is if you have to do something a habit that maybe you find a little negative. It may be that you just hate folding your laundry and you're notorious for pulling it out of the dryer and letting it sit in the basket and then it's wrinkled and you're not happy with it and yet you just can't find the motivation to get up sometimes when that dryer buzzer goes off and put all your laundry away. Well, look for something else that brings you joy. Maybe you just love to watch the housewives. And you don't really have time to put that in your schedule or you feel a little guilty because you know it's like one of those guilty pleasures. So maybe the way that you start to create the habit of doing laundry or folding your laundry and putting it away is to carry your wash basket into an extra room where there's a TV, flip on the housewives, And then you can almost mindly fold your laundry or put it away. And it doesn't seem like such a chore because you're also getting the reward of being able to watch television. And this can work with things like trying to eat more vegetables. Maybe you're not big on greens, but you know that you should have them practically with every meal. So if you can... um, chop up like spinach really, really finely or buy it pre-chopped and add it maybe to your tomato sauce and throw it into recipes or add it into soup that you enjoy. Add it in places that will make it much more enjoyable for you. Actually, if we're talking about chopped spinach, you probably won't even notice it's in there. But you can take 
the negative habit or the negative behavior that you're trying to make a habit out of, and you can add it to something that's positive, a positive habit that you already have, which might be watching the housewives or it might be eating, you know, tomato sauce, then it's so much easier to make that habit. And if you start doing it every time, it'll just come naturally and you'll lose those feelings of negativity towards doing that thing. And the last thing is that I always want you to have grace with yourself. And I'm going to suggest that when you do follow through with the habit you're trying to create, whether it's you do your meal prepping, you drink your glass of water when you really were craving a soda, whether it's fold in your laundry, whether it's getting out for a walk. When you're finished, I want you to just take a minute, take even 30 seconds and think about how proud you are of yourself. Give yourself a pat on the back. Congratulate yourself. How proud you are of yourself for actually doing it. And notice, notice the feelings in your body. Notice if something feels more energized or something feels just good about it. And keep those those thoughts and those feelings in your mind. And those things will also make it worthwhile. You know, when we were a kid and we did a certain behavior, whatever it was, our parents let us know we either got punished or we got praised. And anything that we got praised for, we wanted to do again. It's just natural human nature. And as we age, the praise stops. There are, there's nobody who basically praises you for the little things that you do every day. As a matter of fact, they're typically unnoticed and definitely unappreciated. So do that for yourself. Be that person for you. Notice how you feel. Recognize yourself for doing the thing and sticking to it one more day and just know that if you keep going, it will naturally become a habit. And like I said, it only takes 1% of a habit, very, very small things to create a big habit that makes a huge success. Will I see you in New York? Or will I see you in Washington, D.C.? You have the right to choose your future and you can do it. Start by making just small habits. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Please like, follow, and share, or leave a comment below if you enjoyed this episode. Make it a habit to listen to me here every Monday on Choose Your Future. I can't wait to see you next time.